News Talk On Demand. Interruption free audio where you want it, when you want it. Good morning and welcome to Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. I'm Jay Thomas with me like always, Jill and Rick Van Dyke. Good morning, guys. And I guess we got to start by saying Happy New Year's. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Absolutely. Welcome to 2023. Wow. Time where, flies. Where did that time go? <laughs> I can't believe right? it. it. You know, time in the, in the last two or three years has really changed, I think. Ever since, let's be honest, the pandemic happened, yep. I still feel like it's 2019. And then you wake up and it's 2023. Yep. What's going on? It's, wow. No, it's, it's crazy. Just like the amount of things that when I'm thinking about it, I'm, hmm. That happened just last year. No, that happened three, three years, years ago. ago. Exactly, exactly. Uh, people ask me that all the time. They say, you know, do you remember? Yeah, yeah that happened just la- no, last year. No, yeah. that happened like five years ago. <laughs> I, think the, I think the older you get, the further back it goes too, right? You know, my grandpa will say, oh, yeah, just a couple years ago. Grandpa, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, it goes by quick. It does. Anyways, Happy New Year and welcome to Garden Talk. Today we are a pre-recorded show. So although yes. we normally ask you to give us a call or send us a text, today, well, we're we're off too, but we're here to provide you with some entertainment and talk gardening. Sit yes. back, relax, grab your cup of coffee and just enjoy. Maybe you can add something to that coffee too, you know. <laughs> you got a day off, right? Yeah. And after all the partying from last night, uh, <laughs> they, they may just want to do that. That's right, exactly. Or, or maybe just a glass of water. Yes, <laughs> lots of water. And an Advil. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to go uh, talk about what to do with all of your Christmas decorations, right? Yep. I mean, now that we're pretty much wrapping up, I know there are going to be some people definitely listening who are going to keep their things up until the 6th and 7th for Ukrainian. Yep. Uh, New Year, Christmas Eve and Christmas. Uh, But certainly for a lot of people, it's all going to come down here pretty quick. We're going to talk about how you take care of your houseplants throughout winter as well, because things have changed. Things are getting rearranged in your house. Uh, A few things... Your poor houseplants got neglected a exactly, little bit, too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, some preparation for gardening coming up as well. Look at what will happen this past year in 2022, and then kind of what to expect next year, and some things we can be doing for that. So that's kind of what we're up to today. Yeah, no, first thing is, is on New Year's Day, first thing I always do is I take down my Christmas tree. That, is that a tradition on New Year's Day for I you? I do that on New Year's Day usually. Yeah. Um, sometimes if I'm in a, a rush and I'm not going to be around for New Year's, I'll do it right on Boxing Day, like right after Christmas. Mm, yeah. um, but otherwise I do it on New Year's Day. And um, remember that you can take your tree out to the depot. They do not pick it up if you set your tree out by your garbage bin. Um, well, there's if, some places in Saskatchewan. They, in the they, city, they will not do that. Yeah, in, in the, some places, small t- smaller city and small town Saskatchewan, some of them pick it up, I think. I can't remember, it's Moose Jaw, Swift Current, I think they do actually pick it up. But most of them you can check with your local, you know, whether you're in New York or North Battleford or Prince Albert or Moose Jaw, Swift Current. Just check your local, you know, how to get rid of a Christmas tree and they'll have a spot there. They'll say, this is where you take it or this is where you bring it. And uh, so a lot of them, some of the malls have places where they put it, where you can bring it or some of the, in Saskatoon, it's some of the uh, the recycling depots you can bring it. So there's lots of places. Now, there's a few tips that they said. You want to make sure that if you've tied your tree up at all to get it into your vehicle, you want to make sure that you remove all of the the twine. Um, You also want to take the bag off. So they will usually have a garbage bin next to where you recycle the trees. You want to take your bag off your tree, any decorations, just have a double check of your tree because they actually will make these trees into mulch for your area, your Mm -hmm. local area. So it's really, really important that we're helping them out with this and we're taking all that garbage off and we're not just throwing a bag there or adding, keeping the twine on there because that's going to bung up those machines. And all the bags now are biodegradable. But 
even take those off. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, where I come from uh, in Martinsville in Saskatchewan, near Saskatoon, we do a cool thing where the Christmas trees all go in a pile. There's a place to drop them off. Okay. And we have Fun Fest for the kids oh. a little bit later. I think it's in January, maybe early part of February. All those Christmas trees become a big bonfire. A big bonfire. Yeah. And it's, and it's a, Chris, a you know, winter festival, basically. Yep. Yeah. With, you know, there's hockey. They play on some of the ponds we've got that are frozen yep. over. Yep. And there's, uh, uh, in, in the center, there's all kinds of stuff for kids to do. And there's fireworks in the evening. And they have a big bonfire so with all the Christmas winter trees. Fest. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's Fun Fest and, for and the fun winter. Fest. And so I might have to check that out. And that's early January. January they do yeah, that? Don't quote me on the date, but yeah, it's it's yep. in the middle of winter here. Oh, so, so all those fun. Christmas trees yeah. get piled up in one central spot to drop them off. Yeah. And it turns into a part of the part of the festival as well. But but normally otherwise every town has a landfill close by or not a landfill. They, they don't have landfills very much in the small towns, but they have um, transfer stations. Yes. But at those transfer stations they usually have a place where they have composting. And that's where a lot of times your Christmas trees can go to as well. Or you know what? You can cut your Christmas tree up. You know, put in, I, I plant mine in a snowbank. And in the spring, I just break it all up and stick it in with the rest of my mulch in around my shrubs and trees. Oh, okay. So yeah. I make my own mulch out of them as well. So, I mean, you can do that as well. All right. Now, one thing, as soon as my Christmas tree's down, I can sit back in my chair and I got everything cleaned and it looks like all nice and and open, but it feels so empty and bare, like especially after Christmas when you add all this extra decoration. <laughs> I sit back and I'm like, wow, my home feels very stark and bare and almost cold. And so different ways that you can um, maybe bring life back into your home is by adding some houseplants to mm-hmm. your home too. And I'm really looking at the areas of your home and make sure you get the right plants for the right space. So make sure you're not just picking up a random plant from wherever Actually do some research of which plants will do better in which areas. Do I have a highlight area? Is this window facing south or west? That means I have a highlight area. Yeah. But sometimes people will have a, a west or a south window, but where they're going to put their plant is so far away that I actually would call that a lower bright indirect light area. There's other questions too, like uh, is there a draft, right? Is it near a door that opens to the outside, yeah, exactly, letting, yep. letting cold air in all the time? Because there's some house plants that are much more sensitive to changes in temperature Others that do a lot better with that kind of thing, right? Exactly. And even just um, our homes in the wintertime, like we don't have very many daylight hours. So mm-hmm. a plant that normally would be like a considered a high highlight plant um, might not thrive in that area because we only are getting about six hours of sunlight. So just just those things to consider when you're buying a new plant. You might buy a plant, oh, this, this fig plant is... It says it's for highlight. I got a south-facing window. Why is it dropping leaves like crazy? Well, right. it's dropping leaves because you've moved it from a greenhouse situation where it's getting like lots of light all the time, and then you moved it into your home where it's not getting as much life. It's natural for those plants to drop drop about a third to a half their leaves oh, wow. when they're transferring. So just remember that your plants, just like anything else, need to acclimatize to yeah. their area, and that is completely... Completely natural. So house plants are great because they're going to provide some, you know, life to your area. Yeah. Some greenery yep. makes it feel like your house is alive. But they also have other benefits because they clean the air for you too. They clean the air. Um, they they sort of will kind of cycle the air through and clean the air for you. So it is recommended by by NASA. They've done actually some yep. experiments on this. Spider plants, um, pothos, great ones for cleaning air. Having at least one to two plants per a 200 square feet of home. Mm-hmm. So every every room you should have like some plants around, grouping plants together in the wintertime. They can feed off each other's humidity. Mm, yes. So um, that's something that I usually like to do. But like you said, Jay, like making sure that in the wintertime you're watching, what are the drafty areas in your home? Yeah. 
Um, where is the sun coming from? Where's the register? You know, making sure it is. Can I get water to so maybe, that area? Maybe yeah. if it's a draft year, you're going to put a rubber plant because it's a thicker leaf and they can take just a little bit more. Or a snake plant, right? right? Those yeah. tend snake to do plant. pretty good with just about anything. Yep. Snake plants they, are tough as nails. Tough as yep. nails. I call those totally neglectables. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's that's something that we want to be doing. There's some other things that we want to be doing in the winter. And um, a lot of times we'll add these new plants and then... We don't have gardening to go to outside or we, we don't have other things that we're going to be doing. So we start over caring for our plants. So maybe in the next segment here, we're going to talk a little bit about how to care for your plants, what things to do, what things not to do, um, and how you can be successful in those areas. Before we take a quick break, this we should just mention this with a few seconds left, is if you're transporting a plant to your house in the winter, it's really important that it stays insulated. Yeah, Absolutely. And insulated with, with paper, um, if it's below about minus 10, you want to put an air pocket still around that. So putting them in a cooler, some people will transport them in coolers yeah. or putting in paper big, and then a big, big rubber made, a big rubber made, yep. and then a big plastic bag yep. or dry cleaner bag and make sure there's air sort of to hold that in there. And that will definitely yep. help. Too. Okay. So make sure you keep them warm when you're transplanting, not yes. just a bare plant going transporting, outside, Trans- yes. transporting, pardon And, and don't yes. put it in the back of the truck. <laughs> exactly. No. Let's take a quick break. We're going to be back with more of Garden Talk here on New Year's Day in just a second here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Welcome back to Garden talking happy new year i'm jay thomas with jill and rick van Dyvendyke, and you're listening to a pre-recorded edition of garden talk as we are away enjoying the holiday and hope you're enjoying yours as well so normally we'd ask you to call us but today we've just got a whole bunch of great information for you so we were talking earlier uh jill rick about uh house plants right we had put away the christmas tree you know whether it's an artificial it's gone back in the box it's a it's a real tree it's out the door and there's some bare spots add some house plants you know keep things clean inside in terms of the air quality, make it feel like your house is alive. But uh, you know, there is some different care we require for house plants in the winter, right? So we want to kind of talk a bit about that today, right? Absolutely. And we want to make sure that you're successful in your gardening. Um, that's one thing. We'll add all these New Year's resolutions and everything like that. And sometimes we feel like some of those resolutions fall short. And you might <laughs> add some of these beautiful plants into your home and then you just sort of want, want, want after a while because maybe they're not being cared for properly. So let's make you successful at that. So yeah. first thing is in the wintertime is not necessarily the best time to transplant your plants. The reason being is your plant is not actively growing. Their metabolism has slowed right down in the winter because we don't have very much daylight hours. Yep. So if you transplant it into a larger pot and expect that plant to grow into that pot, most likely you're going to have trouble with watering issues, um, different things like that. You're going to shock your plant in a season that it's already going through a little bit of shock. Mm -hmm. So the best time to transplant your plant is a little bit later on in the season, um, closer to spring. So So more around April. Yeah, right, that, end of March, beginning of April. That's when you want to start transplanting yep. your house plants. Okay. So just, just because you're inside and you're looking at your plants and you're like, oh, I need to get it out of that pot, winter is not the best time to do it. Um, next thing is we tend to put our plants all next to our windows because we want to get them as much light as possible. Yeah, sure. But remember, our windows are cold and our plants do not like cold air. So yeah. if you were to put a little temperature or thermometer there, you want your temperature to be wherever that plant is sitting to be at least 10 degrees. So if yep. you put that plant right on the window and it's touching there, it's going to freeze and you're going to start getting black leaves on that area. So that's something to so It's just a tiny little fan. Like we talk about fan for seeds, starting seed starting in that. Having a little tiny fan against the window too just lets that little room air just move again, uh, past the plants mm-hmm. so that you don't have a cold, like a, a, a cold draft right by the window. It just keeps the air moving around it so that the plants do better. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, grouping right. your plants together is really good and really helpful because they'll feed off each other's humidity as well too. 
um, remembering some leaf drop is normal. So we've changed in Saskatchewan here, especially we went from having 14 hours of sunlight down to six hours, six yeah. to seven hours of sunlight. <laughs> so leaf drop is normal in the winter time. And so don't get scared. A lot of people will see a little bit of leaf drop and they'll start watering their plant more because they think they're, they're doing something wrong and it's dried right. out. Yes. That's completely normal. It's just acclimatizing. That's how the plant does it. It will drop some of its leaves because it's just trying to. And, and don't water on emotion. No, don't water. water on emotion. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. um, so you shouldn't be watering on a on a timeline or a schedule or, a or schedule or hey, oh. I put a timer in my phone. Oh. Your timer in your phone should be. That's my reminder to check my plants, right? Not to water, water them. the plants. And so yeah, and when I go water. around and check my plants, I'm sticking my finger into the soil or using a, a moisture meter, and I'm making sure that the soil in the winter season is slightly dry to the touch before watering. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important. And then when I'm watering, I'm not watering it a huge amount because it's going to take a long time for that water to dissipate because um, the plant's not using as much a because it's not actively growing in the winter, right? And b we don't have as much sunlight, so it's not dry out as fast that way either so um, make sure you're watering a little bit less in the winter time remember that plant is not metabolizing it has gone dormant now i suppose they do need some food but because they're kind of slowed down not quite as much yeah right? so fertilizer that's the next point i was getting at i would switch to also or- before on the watering part too yes. though before i forget we're talking about motion so even the plant emotion so the plant's drooping don't just go and say okay i need to water because it's drooping it could be because it has too much water It'll droop as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. why you need to check. Don't just go on. Okay, decide. Okay, I better water because it's drooping. Because you do get, you also get yellow leaves from too much water in some plants. Exactly. Too, right? Exactly. So that oh, looks like it's dry. So I guess the biggest theme here is check before you do right, anything. Right. Right. Okay. okay. Um, fertilizer. So fertilizer is something that we want to slow down in the winter. And I will a lot of times switch to an organic fertilizer in the mm-hmm. winter season mm-hmm. because it's a little bit more mild. You're still getting those natural. Um, nutrients in the soil but it's a lot of micronutrients that you're adding yeah. and then if i was fertilizing maybe every time i was watering i'll switch it to every other time i was watering so i cut my fertilizer down at least in half in the okay. winter season yeah. um, and then that will just sort of give your your plant some nutrients but remember your plant is not actively growing so if you all of a sudden give it a lot of fertilizer but there's not a lot of sunlight you're going to get stretching in your plants which means that there's going to be long spaces between the nodes it's going to think like what the heck is going on and right I'm not going to have a very nice looking yeah. plant so that's one thing to watch um reducing your watering and then the other thing is is that some plants go into hibernation so i think of plants like people who have citrus plants in their house mm, maybe okay. a hibiscus plant in their home or mandevilla or some of those spring flowering um, ornamentals that they bring indoors. Yeah, I've got a hibiscus that I brought yeah, in, for remember example. Remember a lot of times you're nurturing a, pl- a plant and I say you're nurturing more soil in a plant than the plant itself during that time. So you're not really caring for the plant for, so that you can have the beauty of the plant. You're caring for it so you can get it through its hibernation zone of the winter so you can put it outside and it's going to thrive outdoors. Yeah, Our, my hibiscus, for example, was blooming like crazy all summer, nonstop. Yep. It came inside, the leaves stayed on it. It's in the brightest place I can get it into, but even now, there's really no blooms anymore. It's yeah. just a green yeah. plant. Our it's daylight hours green. are still short yet, right? So it's right. not until we get to April type thing, then our daylight hours are long again. Right. I had a citrus plant, and I it dropped all of its leaves on it, and I was still watered it, still fertilized it like normal, so I'm nurturing a pot of dirt, basically. Yeah. And you know what popped on it? Hmm. I got a lemon. Wow. No leaves and a lemon. (laughs) So (laughs) So don't don't give up on it. Don't give up on it. Just remember that just because you're not seeing any leaves, that plant is dropping. It's not dead. It's still alive. So you just are watering it less. And then as soon as our daylight hours come up, it's going to start 
being a little bit more spunky again and start producing those new leaves. I wanted to ask about success rate. And what I mean is sometimes it's easy to feel like a failure as a plant parent, for example. Yeah, and as a parent sometimes too. (laughs) But but plants specifically, (laughs) something doesn't work out and you lose a plant, right? Do do, do house plants also have lifespans? Do a lot of that? When, what are we, what can we expect for stuff like that? Well, that's a great question. It's something that I've taken quite a few courses on when I go down to the, to the Ohio short courses down at Ohio University there. And um, one of the things that we're, we're learning, especially about interior scaping, is we're bringing plants out of their natural environment and mm-hmm. bringing them indoors. Even though we have light coming through a window, um, we are basically, how do I say this nicely? Isolating them from their environment. We are slowly killing them. Right. Okay. So um, when when if I was to do like an office building, for instance, and I was wanting to make them successful with their office building and there's not much light, I put a plant in there. I'd also have a routine where that plant is going to be good for about three to five years and then we're going to replace that plant. Right. Because it's not getting enough of its natural environment, a natural light, um, those types of things that it's going to thrive in there unless you're adding things like grow lights and all of those types mm-hmm. of things, right? Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. We are bringing plants out of their natural environment, putting them in. Now, one thing you said is you don't want to feel like a failure as a plant parent, right? Mm-hmm. Now, one thing is, is we're in a hobby. A plant, gardening is a bit of a hobby. And with any hobby, you're going to have successes yep. and you're also going to have failures. Yes. So don't get down on yourself on that. Um, take it as a learning experience and um, and then be like, okay, well, that happened there. Hmm, what can I do differently this yes. next time? Or try a different plant. Or try whatever. a different plant. Yep. And let's, let's just try new things. Everybody's home and everybody's environments are going to be different. Yep. So that's when you can get into this gardening community. You can join the show on Sunday mornings. You can join some of the different societies. You can pop into your garden center and talk with these experts who this is their livelihood. This is what they love. Mm-hmm. And you can sort of sort of breed that that hobby into you and then sort of embrace those successes, but also embrace those failures as well too. Okay, great. All right. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit of, uh, after this news update about what 2022 looked like in terms of weather and how things turned out for us, especially outdoors, and what we can look forward to in 2023. So we're going to kind of do a little bit of a year in review here as well. So we might touch on some of the bugs we see with some of our indoor house plants if we get time for that too. All right. News update right now. More to come on Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Happy New Year's and welcome back to Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. I'm Jay Thomas with Jill and Rick Van Dyvendyke. Normally we'd ask you to give us a call, but this is a pre-recorded version of Garden Talk today. So sit back, relax, and just enjoy the show. We'll come back to you live next weekend and we'll be back to answer your your calls and questions. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, yeah. Happy New Year. Now, I thought we'd take a, a moment to look back at what 2022 was and how things panned out for us, especially in the gardening world. And Maybe we could make uh, some crystal ball predictions of what we expect coming up this year or what, what, how we could react to, you know, at least what, what yeah. took place. So if we took, go back to the start of 2022, we can go yes. back in our minds. Okay. So winter, we yeah. had a really cold, cold spell for a while there. We did. Yes. It was a very cold winter last winter, right? And yep. It and seemed like it never ended. <laughs> it felt that way, yeah. Uh, and then we, then we got into spring, which spring was... Off and on, it was cold and warm and cold and warm. So the spring had, was really late last year. Yeah, was, so that was. was one thing that that you kind of have to be prepared for, um, especially when you're doing your seed starting and stuff. When I, if I was to take what learned from what happened in 2022 and apply it to 2023, is we have to be prepared for 2021 early spring. 
things happened and we were pumping in the greenhouse in yeah, April. Yeah, that's right. Yep. 2022, um, it was cold. People weren't picking up their plants until yep. almost the May long weekend. In fact, yep. I said this past 2022, we picked stuff up kind of the end of May. And I said yep. like, oh, why do we even bother doing this? We should have bought stuff in June because it was, we were hauling plants in and, in and out, out in off and the out. deck, into yep. the house, yep. in and out, in and out for like three weeks. Yep. We so hauled think, plants every day. I think that's something like as you're preparing early on in the season is just prepare for either situation. So mm-hmm. um, if it's going to be a late spring, do I have space that I can transplant these pots up into a bigger pot size um, and then I'm able to bring them in and out? So maybe I need to create a piece of plywood and and put some wheels on it so that I can haul all of my plants yep. out at once out right. of the garage. Or you have a nice deck with a cover on it, and you can put one of those. There's lots of little greenhouses that are, you know, like not very big, that can stand in the corner yeah. of, of your of your deck, and you can put your plants inside that, and then you just have to put a light bulb or something like that on the cool nights. Oh, right? okay. Just keep, it, just keep it warm enough so you keep the cold out of it. That's right? a neat idea. Yeah. So you can do those kind of things too. Yeah, I definitely remember spring being late and us even having some difficulty with some of our soft plants. We had a bunch of, uh, oh, what are those things called? The leaves with the bright colors on them. The potato vine, the coleus. Coleus, thank you. Yes. Yeah. And, and we had overwintered a bunch of them. We had about four or five different colors mm-hmm. and put them into pots and they were sensitive. Like they, yep, they you know, wanna... they didn't want to be outside when it was cold. We kind of yep. didn't lose them, but they were definitely had a few yep. little kills here and there. Yeah. And educate yourself on things like pinching and pruning your plants when they're at that stage mm, too, because yeah. if you have to be able to keep them indoors for a longer period of time, or you're moving them in and out, pinching and pruning, especially your annuals will be really vital to yep. making sure that they're thick and, and full for that season in your garden. So spring 2022 was late, but we also had a bit of a wet spring, right? It yep, was had... wet. And so we had issues with fungal problems too. Too. Yep. So making sure that you have those garden fungicides on hand, making yep. sure that you have fans like Rick was fans, saying. Yep. And Get even some of the home remedies, going. you know, milk and water and things like that for, for powdery mildew and things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. There's lots of different ways you can do it, right? Right. And so, uh, yeah, having the fans around for being inside because you're going to be a little bit longer inside than rather, you know, putting out in the May long weekend type of thing. So... Uh, what so, were we seeing on our trees and shrubs outside in the early spring? Trees and shrubs, actually, we didn't have too many caterpillars this last year, right? We didn't get the really no. bad insects until the summertime when the grasshoppers came, right? But you're right. We didn't get all yeah. those crazy webs yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, we yeah. didn't get, we had some caterpillars, but not a huge amount. We had a summer caterpillar more I- issue. Like there was a tent, ca- there was a summer tent caterpillar that came in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had that in quite a few this, in hot spots around the province. But grasshoppers was uh, probably the biggest ones in the summertime for insects. Especially in the south. Southern yeah. part of the province had it bad yeah. in some places. Yeah. But lots of people were bringing in fungal issues into the garden center this spring. That's true, yeah. Um, and yeah. a lot of issues with water, water retention in their in their yard. Um, things in the lawn that we were seeing more than people, a lot of people were buying more nematodes than I've ever seen before. Yeah. Because insects they in the garden. Insects. The webs in their Yeah, yeah. I, had so, I had sawed webworms this yes. past summer in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And the nematodes helped. I think I got. I'm gonna have to do another round of it. This yep. I noticed by the end of the season, by the very end of the summer, starting to see a few of that kind of come back a little back bit. A little bit. Yep. Yeah. So got to battle that again. I think this coming up summer in 2023. And I think 2022 was the year of introducing a beneficial insects into people's yards. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, it definitely, it's been something that's been trickling in, but I think the that people and gardeners have started to embrace beneficial insects, and we're going to be seeing a lot more of that in 2023. Summer of 2022 was hot and dry for a lot of it. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that's why we had the grasshoppers for it. Yes. Right? That, that does explain yeah. that, of course. Yeah. yeah. 
what what uh, did what what was pretty enjoyable is that although we kind of got uh, a bit shortchanged on spring, fall actually lasted quite a long time in 2022. Yeah. It sure did. And going back to that hot um, summer as well too is we went from being wet to being hot and dry. And that provided a lot of gardening issues with tomatoes and mm, things yes. like that. Um, we're seeing potato issues. Yep. Those, And that's that inconsistency of going um, from wet to dry. And and a lot of people were having troubles with their crops this year. And they're like, I, I feel like I've done everything the same way that I've always done it. But it's those inconsistencies that maybe Mother Nature um, gives us yep. that is really, really difficult. And, and, and we've seen also problems with people having with pollination. So they weren't getting the proper pollination. So, and I noticed that firsthand with the Saskatoon crop around around by where we are by Blackstrap, is that we had right below our acreage a whole like a pretty almost a bumper crop. Oh wow! But the rest of the lake didn't. Okay, and that's because my neighbor right next door has two beehives. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so down below us, there was just tons of tons of big big Saskatoons. But yeah, everybody was saying, how come you guys have so much Saskatoons for? Well, because I've had the bees. And we had a lot of people say the same thing. How come I'm not getting the the squash growing or the pumpkins weren't producing? Yeah, or, or I'm not getting uh, the cucumbers. cucumbers. So that's the that other thing that, that's really important is making sure that you're adding pollinators into your garden yep. as well. So you're planning for that. So, so I'm or, not order only... your leaf cutter bees, right, for yep. the spring. You know, if you're going to have, you can have them in your yard. You can have them in a the little, they, they don't take a big nest or something like that. They take these little tubes that you can put in for them. You can just do some research on them and just add the pollinators to your to your community and just to make have more more crops, better yeah, crops. and then plant some kufea or some salvia or mm-hmm. um, yes. some calendula. It's into companion planting. Companion planting. And plant right? those in pots or on borders around your garden and that will definitely bring in those... Um, attract. Po- attract those pollinators to your garden and make you more successful. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Another thing we had a lot this year is how many people were... How many remedies do we have for for potato bugs, right? <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of that. All, for sure. su- all, su- all summer long, we said, okay, plant the onions in between or cut the onions. And a lot of people had different scenarios. Put garlic of and but, you know, garlic. Or yeah, or matches. matches. Yeah, all different type of things. And so uh, so that's, you can do a little bit of research too on home remedies that way. And and we'll, we'll talk through the winter time here as well about people can phone in and give their, their better, how their remedies happened in the last season. The other thing I remember happening in 2022 is all the pine trees, or they had acorns at the top of them. Yeah. A, a ton of ton of acorns at the top. Of yeah, them. because there's we had right out cones. here and at the at the station out here we had trees hot top of the spruce trees where there were so many acorns that they actually snapped off. Yeah, and that's so because what's that from? They're because the trees were stressed over the last mm-hmm. few years. People haven't been watering enough. They think this tree is 30 feet tall. And they don't need to water anymore because they've got lots of roots out there. It can get out its own water, right? Yeah, right. But when we have a bunch of years of drought, we need to do some deep watering of our plants. And then you won't get that issue where you get so many acorns and so many seeds. And uh, because you have that happens over too many years, you're going to get disease, other diseases coming in and and, uh, and spider mites getting out of control and that kind of stuff. So Fall lasted till right after... Halloween. Yes. We made it through Halloween without snow. Two days later, boom, we were in a winter in 2022, and that was it. We were it was cold and snowy, yep. and uh, had a bit of a yo-yo up until let's you know, start the yo-yo now. effect. Yeah. yeah, I felt like November and December. It was just the ups and the downs. It was plus thirty. It was it was um, minus four plus uh, minus minus thirty. Sorry, yes. pl- plus four, then back down again, and 
um, how hard that is on our plants and making sure that we've got enough snow and, and mulch around our plants. Too. So we'll, we'll pick that up in a second. We're going to take a quick break, talk about that, and then talk about what you can look forward to coming up here in 2023. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick Van Dyke. This is Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Welcome back. This is Jay with Jill and Rick, and this is Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. It's a pre-recorded version of Garden Talk. We've got the day off just like you do, so just enjoy the show. We'll get back to your calls and take those live coming up next weekend. We've been talking about uh, the year in review and what's been going on kind of around. You know, I feel like right now, we're, winter seems to be kind of the yo-yo thing that sort of happens. We kind of, if I can sum it up like this, it uh, starts to snow. It's warmed up. It starts to snow. We get a dump of snow. The temperature plummets, drops. Minus 30. Minus 30. And then slowly climbs its way back up over the next kind of week or two. It snows. The temperature falls. And it does it again. You know, it's sort of like that sort of seems the way winter does these times. But we get those warm-ups in temperatures before the next snowfall. And we get this melting thing that happens. Remember remember in November and early December, it was like we had minus 40, some of the record temp- record yeah. low temperatures around the province. And then all of a sudden, you know, a week later, you know, we had like minus sixes. You yeah, know? and it's starting to get sloppy. So then, then it's all over the place. Yeah, definitely. One thing that was a trend in 2022, which is going to lead us to what we want to talk about in this last segment, is, uh, man, I mean, prices of everything was up, but food prices, groceries, shot through the sky, yeah. just Absolutely. through the roof. And they're talking about this year, another 7% again on on, on, on your grocery bill. Um, so you're going to see that happening just because fuel charges and trucking, the lack of truck drivers yes. you know, to get yeah. product, you know, and uh, and also the, down in California, they're having a drought issue down there too. I mean, look at you to look at the reports about Lake Mead, okay? And uh, how much that is at record low, t- low uh, levels. And that water goes beyond and into California and where they do a lot of our, our vegetables come that's from right, California, right, yeah. right? In the wintertime. So you're seeing less less watering and restricted watering means less crops and that kind of stuff. So so one thing I'm really passionate about is container gardening and, yeah. and urban gardening and bringing some of these things closer to our homes and uh, making people realize how much you can grow in a square foot, um, which is like sometimes just a pot or two square feet or three square feet. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in starting this, a great thing to look up is just square foot gardening. Uh, look it up on Pinterest, look it up on Instagram, look it up on the on the internet. You'll get so many ideas on what to companion plant together in a small space so that you can get the maximum growth on it. Because let's face it, you know, with the prices, with, the, with a seed, a pack yep. of seeds, some soil, a place some free sunshine and a little bit of water, and you can actually reduce your costs for food Absolutely. by quite a bit by and, and growing what's yourself. What's the biggest thing that was in the news about what was short is lettuce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Finding a, a head of romaine lettuce was very difficult but for I mean, a while. Lettuce is so easy to grow in your yard, mm-hmm. right? And so that's something that we can grow fresh ourselves very easily, and we can... You can you can space out your 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 planting time so you get fresh fresh lettuce all through the summertime. You can even grow lettuce inside if you wanted to. Yeah, that's right. right. So I mean, there's there's lots of things you can do. So we thought we'd take this last segment to sort of go, okay, we can we can do something about this ourselves. Yes. We can we can grow it. But grandma know, grandma used to grow it all the time. Exactly. Right? But exactly. we're not grandma. And I think a lot of our listeners we sometimes assume that they know how to do things. So maybe let's run through. Yeah. How to seed start and how to plan and what what are some of these 
seed starting 101 tips. So the first is planning. And um, I, I get out there, I, I get on the internet, I'll start researching what I want to do. I'll pull up some recipes. What do I want to grow that I'm actually going to use? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. I don't want to waste a lot of space with growing stuff because I think it's neat, but I'm never going to use it. Right. If you don't like radishes, don't grow radishes. Exactly. Yes. So that's the first step that I'll do. And then what I'll do is I'll look at the seed starting dates. So I need to plan it out and I'll calendar this out. So I'll look at how long it takes when the indoor seeding date is, when the the seeding date is, when I can plant it right into my garden, and then when I can harvest it. Because there's some some food that we grow that doesn't need to be started ahead of time. Exactly. It's going to go in the May long weekend into a garden. Carrots, your corn, your peas, your lettuce. Potatoes. Right. Potatoes, right. all of those things you can plant right into the garden. But some later. seeds have to be started ahead of time your if peppers, you want to be successful. Your tomatoes, Hot peppers, especially. Yep. Yep. Peppers, tomatoes, um, some of my cucumbers will start early, or you can buy them as a bedding plant in the spring if you don't have room in your home to start them. Now, when you're planning to start them, you want to look at the date. So it will say like 67 days on a cucumber, or on a, sorry, a tomato package. So I take that 67 days and I start counting backwards. And that's when my seed starting date is. So if you maybe don't have that that knowledge, then just take a calendar and start counting backwards yep. that way. What's, uh, and a lot of the packages will say uh, so, so many days before last frost. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of packages will say. So what does that mean? Normally in Saskatchewan, our last frost is just around the May long weekend. So you take, if it says 21 days before the, before the last frost, so take May long weekend, go back 21 days, and that's when you're going to sow it inside the house. Exactly. So what are some of the equipment pieces, some of the things we need for somebody who just is listening to us right now, they think, okay, I got to do something this year about the food prices. What, where do we start? What are the things we need to start seeds inside? So first of all, you need a space that you're going to be growing in, and I want a place with some light. So if you have a nice south or west facing window, that's really important. Um, and, and a place, remember, you're going to be watering. So there's vinyl mats that you can get and you can put them on the floor. And there's actually some quite nice decorative vinyl yep. mats I can put on my floor to protect my hardwood floor or whatever mm, space that yep. I want. Yep, sure. So I might put one of those out. You might want to buy like a little mini greenhouse. Um, if you don't have a mini greenhouse, you can get a tray and you can fill that with soil. And you usually want to use a soilless mixer. And you put a dome on top mix. of that tray. And then you put the dome on top of that tray and that acts as a mini greenhouse. And you can get those as kits, right? You can get those as and kits. And there's, there's, if you want a real good success... You get a there's a heat mat that fits underneath that tray, right? Mm. And that heat mat will give you just about cl- very close to 100% success. Like all the greenhouses use heat mats. Because okay? remember, when a seed is germinating, it, it doesn't necessarily see the light because in the soil, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, dark. It's, it's dark. So but with any ground, of your seeds and bulbs, it needs that heat the, in order to get the ground to start temperature germinating. has to be warmer, right? Right. So. right. If you do not have a bright wind window or something, then you need to get some grow lights and getting enough grow lights to be successful. Because remember, your grow lights should be sitting just maybe six or seven inches above yep. your plants and then moving them up as your plant grows. So that's really important too. Yep. Um, getting a good seed starting soil is really important. Um, then picking out your seeds. Always making sure that you have a fan in a your fa- area. A little mini fan, just a little bit of air, not not a hurricane, just a little bit of air. It's a tiny mm-hmm. fan just to keep the air movement going. And then I usually will always have some garden fungicide and some insecticidal soap on hand too, just so that when that plant gets a little bit better, I am going to be doing some integrated pest management and looking for those bugs about every 10 days and just checking to make sure that I'm keeping them at bay. Um, having a watering can or a spritzer is really, really good to spritzer have. Spritzer is the best to use just to, when just to mister. 
to water the soil with when the plants are just in the seed stage, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm wanting to keep my plant nice and moist. Now, as soon as I start to see about 60 to 80% germination rate and I have that dome on there, I will take that dome off and then those plants are ready to go. So I know we kind of just ran through some some seed starting 101. There's so much more. I'm sure like later on in January, we'll go through a whole topic on on how to get your seeds started. But it's going to start thinking about it. Start just thinking about it. Start planning. Start getting excited about, hey, what are some things I like to eat and what can I grow in my garden? And of course, the garden can be right in the ground, a set of section of your lawn you you transform into a garden. Yep. It can be a raised bed. Raised it can bed. be in containers. It can so. be in containers. You, you really, can, the sky is really the limit. And, and you know it, what? You can save yourself some money, have some actual fresh vegetables that are just outside your door of your house. Exactly. And uh, so then just the, just the, just the, 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 the therapy of growing your own. So Plants. happy new year and yes. get growing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Lots to look forward to in 2023. Uh, like I said, get prepared, get planning. It's going to be exciting. Spring will be here before we know it. Before we know yeah. it, we're firing up the greenhouses right away. Sounds great. Okay, well, thank you for listening to us. We'll have a live show for you next weekend uh, with, of course, time to take your calls and texts then. Otherwise, happy, happy new, new year, year, everybody. Yeah. Happy new year. And the best to everybody. All right, thanks for listening to Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.